traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good in life. That's a definition of a good-looking person. Always looking for and finding the good in life. And you have found good in abundance. You are going to be amazed. You've tuned in, of course, consciously and conscientiously today to the Joy of Living podcast with humble host, Barry Shore. And you tuned in for one reason, one reason only. It's the best reason in the whole world, by the way, because you tuned in, because you care the most in the entire world about you, Y-O-U, which is great, by the way, because when you become the best you, you make the world a better place. You build more bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love. And today, get ready to go in a rocket. We have TOMO. That's right, T-O-M-O. But more about that in just a few minutes. So again, you're tuned in because you know that on this show, we discuss the three fundamentals of life. And when you use these three fundamentals of life, you will become happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? Now, the three fundamentals, of course, are number one, life. Your life is purpose. When you lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens. In this case, a good number two. You go mad. Now, mad is a wonderful acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life. You make a difference in the world. And the third fundamental is to uncover the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. And simple example, right now, of course, this show is carried throughout the world. There are more than 348,613 people around the world listening, watching, and thank you so much. I'm so honored. You're always bringing an extra 25, 30,000 people. So God willing, the next few months, we'll be over the 500,000 mark. And that's wonderful to be able to really make a difference in the world, you mad people. Remember, mad, make a difference. And as I said, now carried over the internet. If you ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? Invariably, I have to tell you what they have to do with the internet. Now, factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purpose, of powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for what a wonderful world. <laughs> of course, what is a word, right? W-H-E-T-A. Now, we have a big tip of the hat and a thank you to Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, for enabling that song to go viral and touch not just tens of millions, a hundred millions, but billions of people around the planet. Whenever you hear the opening bars of what a wonderful world, what do you do right away? You can't help it. You smile. Now, smile is one of the most important words you're going to internalize, utilize, and leverage in your life. Because SMILE stands for seeing miracles in life every day. 
seeing miracles in life every now. Recently, I um, just spoke with a group and so a lot of upbeat energy and, and a lot of hugging and all kinds of stuff, not a mask in the audience. And uh, I told people the story of Barry Shaw and Smile. And some people raised me and say, hey, Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw, I've been up for hours. I haven't seen any miracles. And I asked them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water, drink, your food, eat, place to sleep, family, friends? Every single one of those is a miracle. What's the proof? Simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching or you're listening, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life to the full, to live exuberantly. Now, imagine the following. Story about me. Standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound. And that evening, being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. Not an automobile accident, not a spinal injury, rare disease, which I never heard of the day before, took over my body and rendered me a quadriplegic. That means nothing in my body from my neck down moved. Nothing. I can only communicate by blinking my eyes. I was 144 days in the hospital. Two years in a hospital bed in my own home, I couldn't turn over by myself. I was four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs and I hit my ankles for years, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped, but I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. And I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of this one word, smile. I got to tell you a quick story. My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago and she says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile, S-M-I-E-L? I thought about smile. Smile sounds the same. Why not? I asked her, how come? She said, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> Out of the mouth of an eight-year-old. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world she wants to live in. Now, CREATE is an amazingly powerful acronym that stands for Causing Rethinking, Enabling All to Excel. It's rethinking, what we call a shift in perspective. Now, I've been working with people for more than 42 years. I can tell you 97.2% of all the people I work with drop the F in shift, and the other stuff happened. You're going to be F and careful with your Fs. You want to shift your perspective. And when that happens, these six words come into play. These are the six most powerful words you can have internalized, utilized, and leveraged in your life. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. How you choose to respond in any given situation will determine not only the pathway, but the trajectory of your life. Now, I have to warn you in advance, those new to the uh, show, that your humble host does use a lot of four-letter words. I even use the four-letter F-U word because of the shock value and it's fun. Now, of course, the four-letter words that we use are, we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. So these four-letter words are love, life, hope, free, gift, grow, play, pray, swim. And the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun, yes, F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, right away, some people will raise their hands and say, hey, Barry Shaw, fun is only spelled with three letters. Not in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Fun is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, you see your family and friends want you to point your finger, have a smile in your eyes, in your uh, lips, and a twinkle in your eye, and say, F-U, everybody. And then immediately add at capital N, capital N. What are you talking? Where'd you get that? I listen to Barry Shore, the joy of living. He wants to teach the world to F you, capital N, capital N. So before we bring on Tomo, who's going to rock your world and expand your consciousness, 
I'd like to do ask you to do the following. I want you to use the two most important words in the English language three times a day from now and the rest of your life. It will make you happier, healthier, and wealthier. And what are these two words? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Nancy, to harmonize and nurture kindness. Imagine you walk into your coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, you sit down, somebody brings it to you, say, thank you. You walk in the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, nobody brings it. A couple of minutes go by, you go to the kind I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy. You sit down, another couple of minutes go by, somebody brings you, still say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out, somebody holds the door open for you, you say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop and it's raining and somebody slams the door on you. You say, thank you. You're in traffic, you're late for an appointment and somebody cuts you off. You say, thank you. You get up in the middle of the night, you stub your toe and it hurts. You say, yes, thank you. To harmonize and nurture kindness. Kind is an amazingly powerful word that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. I can't think of anybody, anybody right now that inspires noble deeds that I want to share you with other than wonderful Tomo. Tomo, please say hello to 368,722 people around the world. I am overjoyed, Mr. Barry Shore. I will tell you that you singing and me watching you on this intro, it already made me more alive, more happy, enthusiastic for what's going on today. So really happy to be here with you. Well, thank you, Tomo. By the way, I would say his last name, but it's a little bit difficult. I'm going to try it. I've done, I rehearsed it actually. It's Marjanovic. Marjanovic, if we're going to say it in English, or Marjanovic, if we're going to say it in Croatian. Thank you. I'm more skilled. Marjanovic. Yeah, thank you. Very good. We'll go with Tomo. And I, I urge everybody to understand three things about wonderful Tomo. First of all, Tomo, the big guy, wonderful guy, very educated. He's going to share with us some really mind-expanding uh, issues and ideas. Uh, but Tomo, when was the last time somebody said F you to you and you laughed? Uh, you know, I, I get it. I get it here and there, Barry, but uh, it doesn't stand for usually F U capital N capital N. So that's a new one. For me. I'm going to have to uh, start employing that part. Okay, very good. So I just want to warn, uh, tell everybody in advance, if I started telling you everything about him in a CV, it would take the rest of the show, but I'm going to give you three high points. Number one, Tomo was deeply involved in law enforcement for a number of years. Number two, he was able to shift from law enforcement to do exactly the same thing, which is to protect people, but do it in a setting where he makes people healthier. And the third thing is he's not just making people healthier physically, it's healthier physically, mentally, and spiritually. Is that fair to say, Wonderful Tomo? Absolutely, sir. Okay, so let's just dive in. And as I said, I am just I'm so glad that we're talking here because to to be able to go from law enforcement and you were so successful and then to do a shift, remember, to keep that F in place into becoming an entrepreneur. That is not a simple process. Well, as a matter of fact, let's be blunt. 99.6% of all law enforcement people don't or can't because it's a mindset. So let's ask you, what is it about being an entrepreneur that enabled you to make that shift from law enforcement to being in the entrepreneurial world, which is very, very different in terms of where the money comes from? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you a little backstory. I never actually wanted to be in law enforcement. I never, I never had a passion for police work, law enforcement. It was kind of a dare. Uh, I've said this on different podcasts. I've even said it on my own podcast. And 
I was almost dared into going into police academy by two friends of mine who were uh, just out of the police academy. And I was, you know, muddling my way through college, not knowing what my major was. And I was personal training as a personal fitness trainer in the gym. And they said, you know what, you're big and strong and, you know, you're kind of macho. You should go to the police academy and try it out. I'm like, yeah, okay, why not? I'm not going to lose anything. Uh, And that was in uh, June of 2007. And uh, about a month later, after I passed everything with flying colors, all the push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, running, all of that, I was uh, headfirst into police academy. And that was a 12-year career that I happened to be good at, but it was never really my passion. I never really had the, the mindset that a lot of law enforcement officers usually have, which limits them, I think, severely, maybe in the past. I don't know how much now. It seems like they're getting a little more educated. It seems like they're getting a little more, uh, you know, worldly, I guess. They're, they're learning a lot more. A lot of these people that are becoming police officers in the last five, 10 years, they have some education behind them. So it might be a good thing. So I'm going to ask you, you were a police officer in the same state where you're resident now in Florida? Uh, I was up in Ohio first in the uh, east side of Cleveland. And then I came down to Florida and I was in Clearwater, Florida, a little bit closer to the coast. So you were a police officer in two different states in the United States? Yes, sir. So I'm interested, uh, is policing different based on the physical location, geographic location? I believe it is. Uh, and that this is just my personal experience, but also there was a lot of years in between that and law enforcement has changed drastically in the last 15, 20 years <laughs> due to political pressure, due to societal pressure, uh, due to some unfortunate incidents that we had with police officers in the, in the media, of course. Uh, but when I was up in Ohio, when I was up in Cleveland, there was a very healthy respect for law enforcement. I don't want to say fear, but there was a healthy respect where, People really wouldn't mess with the cops too much. Uh, where in Florida, when I got here, it was very new to me where I would have, you know, uh, a little gang member or something like that, or even some teenagers that were on little street gangs walking right in the middle of the street and giving me an F you, but it's not the fun kind. And that never happened in Cleveland. There was a little bit of more respect up there. And I don't know if it's the demographic up there. I don't know if it's the way the law enforcement treats people up there. But I had a very rude awakening when I came down to Florida where there was really no respect. But again, this was, you know, post Obama years. And I talk about this a lot. Nothing political about it. Obama was not very friendly to the cops. It just is what it is. There was a lot of negativity proliferated about law enforcement during that time. And I think that probably took an effect in the in in the uh, industry altogether. So this is a very important uh, comment that you're making here, and not specifically about law enforcement. I want to use it as a jumping off point, because what you're sharing with us now is that top-down influence really exists in the world. Let's say specifically in the United States, but certainly in the rest of the world. And how the, let's say, the forces that be, those people who are supposed to be the ultimate respect and the ultimate leaders in a, in a community, in a state, in a country, how they interact with the, the forces of goodness, we'll call it. That's how I view policing, by the way, makes a difference in the attitude of everybody else. Is that fair to say? I, absolutely. I, it's, it's definitely top down when it comes to law enforcement or really anything else. You know, what, what happens and what's proliferated in media and what's proliferated by government 
will always have a trickle down effect, whether that's in in something as simple as law enforcement, which is absolutely essential. You know, we had a we had a really goofy thing happen the last few years, which is defund the police. And I'm like, I'm like, how can we defund the police when everybody needs the police? Even criminals need the police. I always found it funny (laughs) when I go to a place in a neighborhood or at somebody's house, somebody who was doing a real, real crime. I, I never really was big on petty crimes. I was I'm talking drug dealing, gang members, gun violence, you know, that same person that maybe I arrest one day when they get in a car accident, guess who they're calling for help? Police. (laughs) So they hate me one day. They love me the next day when I'm there to help. It's an essential thing in society. And the whole, that whole defund the police movement um, really was a political movement. And it was a top down thing that happened through politics and whether or not anybody likes to admit it, it has extreme negative effects even more so towards the people that were really the ones chanting it. Okay, this is such an insight. That's the reason I'm so happy that Tomo's on, because Tomo doesn't just say things. He's giving us insights. So I want to let us shift our perspective. Remember, keep that F in place, otherwise the other stuff happens. And why I understand that because it wasn't your passion, that maybe you were looking for something else. So let's just say that that was the case. I don't know if it's true or not. What is it about being an entrepreneur that really attracts you and allows you to flourish? So it's really it's really having uh, control of my destiny and being able to help people how I best see fit. The problem that I had towards the end of my law enforcement career is that I would be told things that really didn't necessarily make logical sense to me. So I'd be getting I'd be getting yelled at, you know, for uh, I, I, I give this example in the past for going after drug dealers and, uh, you know, drug users and things like that in certain neighborhoods. This is the neighborhood that I work in. And I was being told I got pulled in the office by a police major, a police captain. And they uh, they told me, hey, we're getting complaints about you because you're, quote unquote, harassing the locals. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I said the same thing. I laughed. I'm like, what? I'm like the crack dealers or the crack users. I'm trying to figure out which ones are the locals. Uh, and they basically said that they were they were stating that there were racial complaints because of, I'm, I'm a large white man. For anybody listening, I'm a large white European man. And the neighborhood that I worked in was primarily black. I've always worked in black neighborhoods from Cleveland down to Clearwater. That's just kind of my demographic that I work very well in. And I'm like, I'm looking at them. I said, well, the entire neighborhood's black. So how can I be racially profiling? I don't understand. It basically turned into they don't want to get complaints because it looks bad for politics because that was uh, during the time when, you know, bad police officers going after minorities, all these things. And I'm looking at it from a point of perspective of we're still supposed to do our job, right? It didn't make sense. No. To me. Yeah, no. I know. And it, and it didn't make sense to me. So entrepreneurship for me was being in a place where I could truly help people and I could be in control of how I actually help them without some bureaucracy hanging over my head saying, no, you can't help that way. So let's go back to the fundamental that you're using. And I love it. By the way, um, I thought of a, an acronym for your name, TOMO. Teaching others mental orderliness. Ooh, I like it. 
I like so it. That's why I gave it to you. It, it, teaching others meant, well, by the way, he's going to write it down. He doesn't have to. You know why? Because he's going to do exactly what I want everybody else to do. You don't need to write anything down. You don't need to remember anything. Just go to my website, barryshore.com, B-A-R-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E.com. Everything about Tomo is going to be there. And there's lots that you should know about it. And we always ask, we urge you, share this with five people so we can touch over a million and a half people. Just keep sharing and sharing and sharing, liking and such like that, because this is the way we make a difference in the world. We're all mad people here. You're not tuning in because you want to be entertained. If you do, well, I, then you will get that also. But this show is not about Barry Shore, nice guy that he is, or about Tomo, great guy. It's about you. Why are you? You being the best you. And it's a show about transformation, not inspiration or even information. Information is readily available on the web. Inspiration, yeah, you'll get up today and then tomorrow, of course, you know. But it's about transformation. Really, you becoming the best you possible. And Tomo is the tip of the spear. But I want to go to this point. We're going to do this right after a brief break. We have wonderful sponsors. We urge you to patronize these great sponsors because we wouldn't have them if they weren't wonderful. So we'll be right back after this brief message. Don't go away. There's more Tomo on the other side of this message. Be right back. Good day, everybody. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. Now, everybody knows, as watches this show, that I've been through a lot of stuff, paralyzed, years in therapy. And when I talk about therapy, I'm talking about physical and mental therapy. So I am a big believer in the benefits of therapy. And I'd like to urge everybody to consider using therapy in your life. It will make a positive, purposeful, powerful, beneficial difference for you. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, I would urge you to give BetterHelp a try. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with the licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. It is really, I believe, a great opportunity if you're considering using therapy. And I urge people, use therapy. So let therapy be your map with better help. That's betterhelp.com, B E. T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com forward slash joy of living. Do it today and you'll get 10% off your first month. Visit betterhelp.com. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com forward slash joy of living. You'll thank me. And I know you like thanking me. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash joy of living. Do it now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good looking people. Maybe you're good looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. Our cup runneth over with good. His name is Tomo, and he's bringing forth insights into how to live to 
the full, F-U-L-L. You hear that? It's important to live your life to the full. He was a police officer, and he recognized that that wasn't the best way he could help people. He could help many more people and control his destiny by doing that which is the most interesting of all professions in the world. And by the way, it does happen to be one of the greatest exponents and exports of the United States of America. It's called being an entrepreneur here more than any other place in the world. That's why people listening from all over the world, Tomo, just everybody wants to come to America. You know why? Because there's an opportunity. We live the big O. That's why there are two O's in your name, Tomo. Opportunity, opportunity. So let's talk about your move from uh, the the, contra- the constrained world of law enforcement into the unlimited world, because you used the point before, limitation versus none. The shackles are off. It's up to you. What does it mean to be an entrepreneur, especially especially in the world of health and wellness? When we say health, by the way, we're talking about physical and mental and spiritual. So what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? What do you do? Who are you, Tomo? And what do you do in the world of health and wellness as an entrepreneur? So my entrepreneur journey started, again, I I have a goofy story, Barry. My entrepreneur journey started on accident. I never left law enforcement to even be an entrepreneur. I want to go work for somebody else in the medical field. I was forced. When I say that there are signs from above, I think I think that whatever you believe in God, the universe, whatever you want to say, and there's all people from all kinds of beliefs, you get pushed in certain directions. I was pushed into law enforcement for a very specific reason. I believe it made me the man I am today. I was pushed out again for a very specific reason to get into this health and wellness industry. So I went and worked for somebody else. I ended up having to separate from that business after building it about 5x in not even nine months. So I built this company uh, and, you know, started with like 700 patients. I left at about 4,000 patients. There was some unsavory business after I was making the most money I ever had in my life. And I ended up having to take my entire life savings, all of my credit and everything that I had to go and do it myself. I never even understood how to run a business. I was figuring it out as I went. (laughs) So this was was a necessity for me because I did not want to go back into the world of law enforcement, which is all I knew. And believe it or not, I come from entrepreneurship family. My grandparents came here from Croatia, former Yugoslavia, communist country. They came here to find the American dream opportunity, as you said. And they came here and they built a bar business and a restaurant business. They're still in business today. They're both alive up in Cleveland, Ohio, and they work every day. They are loving every bit of it. They came from nothing. I think $20 in their pocket, 17, something like that. You know, so my entrepreneurship journey was a was a matter of necessity, which I think people underestimate a lot now because I see younger and younger generations. I'm almost 40. I'm 38. You know, I'll age myself a couple of years if we want to say that. So I'm almost 40 and I notice a lot of younger people really don't get themselves in a position to struggle, to really put forth the effort because everything good in life takes effort. You have to get a little bit of suffering in to get, you know, that joy and happiness. I think people, people forget that, you know, your, your journey from uh, being nearly a paraplegic for life to now I watch you swimming in a pool and you move around pretty well I mean, I get out of breath swimming, so I'm pretty impressed by this. And I'm a pretty in shape guy, Barry. 
So, you know, <laughs> the, the hard work and the sacrifice and the dedication and the consistency, I think, is what really make great entrepreneurs. Consistency is always key. No matter what the situation is, you can always find a silver lining and a positive note in a situation, even when everything seems like it's starting to, you know, kind of get messed up. Yeah. Well, I, I'd like to unpack a few things um, and just to just first to say a huge bravo to you, Tomo, for being here with us and sharing. We have, thank God, listeners all over the world, all over communist China. I'm calling it that communist yeah. China yeah. throughout Asia and um, Taiwan and, and uh, wonderful places like Thailand and throughout Africa, throughout Europe, Latin America. Everybody wants the to feel and touch what it means to be in America. And here's what you said, two words that I want to unpack. One is the four-letter word ending with K, and it's work. Work, work. Really, being an entrepreneur is work. Lots of work beyond understanding most of the time. It's tempered by something that Tomo said. It's like if you, you should, everybody should look a, and do a search. How do you make steel? Hard tempered steel that like the Japanese swords that can cut through a piece of silk mm -hmm. consistency. The C word is absolutely crucial to success in life. Consistency, work and consistency. By definition, you will succeed. I'm going to make a statement. And the statement is the following. You cannot fail. If you're an entrepreneur in the United States of America or even Canada, sometimes in, in Australia and places like that, you cannot fail. Yes, you might stumble. It might not go so well. You might have to pick yourself up. Like Tomo said, he worked for somebody, built it at 5X, but it wasn't the right place. And then he going on his own. That was a stumble. Did he fail? No, because you can't. When you're willing to work and you with we have consistency and your mindset is involved in business, so I'll tell you in a moment, you cannot fail. So, Tomo, I'm going to give this to you, and then I want you to hit it out of the park. You ready? Let me hear so, it. So, there's a great word we talk about. It's called business. Business is spelled B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S. -S. Notice that the U comes before the I. Mm. You see, when you're in service, which is what business is about, which is being what an entrepreneur is about, when you're there to serve the other, the you, and the eye gets taken care of. It has to. It's a law of the universe. Like you said, signs from above and such. So I'd like to hear from you, as everybody else would as well, what happened when you went from this place that was probably doing a little stuff on the side that wasn't right, and all of a sudden, and you saw, and you say, hey, that's not how I want to live. And you say, okay, I'm going to my own. But that's scary because now you're not making your 60, 70, 80,000 a month, mm -hmm. and you got to use your own money. What did you do? What was the, you're in the health and wellness industry. Okay. That's a huge thing. What does that mean? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I knew the inner workings of how the business should run. I also saw what was very wrong with the business. You know, we'll, we'll leave it at unsavory or illegal activities. We'll just leave it there. So me getting away from that, obviously being previous law enforcement, I didn't want anything to do with that. I, I know what the other side of that spectrum looks like. I'm too pretty for prison, Barry. It's not a good thing. So, you know, when I'm looking at it, it, it is a integrity thing for me. I, above all, I want to make my family proud. Above all, I want to make the people that care about me proud. And my integrity is not up for sale 
for any amount of money. I would rather go broke than lose my integrity. Everybody that knows me personally knows this. So getting into health and wellness industry, it took a lot of research. I, I became an autodidact, uh, you know, a basically uh, my own expert in hormone therapy from a very young age when I was a competitive bodybuilder. I competed in bodybuilding from age 17 to about 20. And then I uh, was still bodybuilding and working out. Uh, but I asked a very silly but important question to a trainer when I was 18 or so years old. I said, you know, his name was Don DeVito. I said, uh, Don, I want to be a professional bodybuilder. And he said, okay, you know, you're kind of young. You got a lot of muscle to put on. I said, okay, but I know that I need to take steroids. So I told him. I'm very honest about this story. I said, I know I need to take steroids to be a professional bodybuilder and be competitive and win Mr. Olympia. And he said, listen, he said, you're going to take your health in your hands first. And he told me to go get my lab work done. I went to get blood work like people do routinely at their doctors. And he told me to go get hormones tested. We're talking, this is 25 years ago. This is not a normal thing to do back then. So I go to a doctor uh, that he recommended. I get my hormones tested and my testosterone level comes back at close to 1500 nanograms per deciliter. If you guys know the scale, they consider 250 to 900 to be normal. I'm at 1500. So the doctor looks at me, accuses me of taking testosterone, steroids, which I wasn't. I just have a very healthy, active body and I'm young. You know, it should be that high. So Don DeVito says, you know what? You're basically naturally on steroids. Don't do not touch anything unless you start having problems later in life. I said, okay, but I always knew eventually that was going to come. So from age 19, all the way up until I was 30 years old, I studied everything that has to do with endocrinology, the body processes, hormones, how the mind works with hormones. And I read every single piece of literature in books back then because the internet was not as expansive as it is now. So I read every piece of literature and information I could on these things and basically learned every piece of new information that came out. And it's funny because even now today, even my medical practitioners, my nurse practitioners, my doctors will ask me information about certain hormones. And I'm not a doctor. <laughs> so, so let's unpack a couple of things. I want everybody to understand some of what he just said here. This process of steroids is... Oh, I'm trying to think of an analogy in law enforcement. It's um, it's the wrong thing. It's cutting corners. It's not it's not even cutting corners. It's illegitimate. Well, it's illegal. It's also okay. illegal. You... I didn't want to even go there. Okay, oh, fine. No, it's you're illegal. Well, I didn't realize. I'm sorry. I I misspoke. I didn't realize it's truly illegal. Oh, it's illegal in sport. No, it's actually it's actually truly illegal. So. Most of the bodybuilding drugs, most of the bodybuilders that you see out there that are competitive, uh, most of them, not saying all of them, are taking illegal anabolic steroids. Now, that does not mean they're taking testosterone like you would get at a medical clinic, testosterone therapy. It is the same drug. My clinics prescribe testosterone therapy for men. Also, testosterone, estradiol, progesterone for women. We optimize hormones. But there is a abuse factor and a medical use factor, obviously, with everything, right. just like opiates. Right. I mean, opiates have very important use in medicine and they're also extremely highly abused and they ruin a lot of people's lives. So it's all a matter of choice. But when we're talking about anabolic steroids from a bodybuilding profession, it is almost always abuse and it is almost always illegal. They are controlled substances per the DEA. And if you possess a vial of testosterone, 
that is not prescribed from a doctor or a medical clinic like mine, you are committing a felony. Uh, Jaw-dropping, wonderful information. Let's talk about the S word and the H word. So the S word is you studied. I want to emphasize to everybody that's listening that being an entrepreneur uses the four-letter word ending with K, work. Work means consistency. We said that. It also means study. And it means dedicating a certain amount of time every single day, every single day to studying. It doesn't matter if it's 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be three hours. But it should be something every single day. And I don't mean, oh, I take two weeks off. Every day of your life, because that's your life. So studying becomes vital. And whether you're not living outside the United States or inside the United States, you want to be an entrepreneur, studying is vital if you want to be successful. You don't want to be successful? Don't study. Nobody's forcing you. This is the great thing about life. Let's talk about hormones. Hormone is such an interesting word. It's almost a scary word because I have no idea what it means. I know that when you say testosterone, I understand that it has to do with the male aspect of life. And estrogen has to do with the female aspect of life. Now, in every human being, we have both female and male. And then the true male and a masculine male, our testosterone, I presume, should be greater than our estrogen. And the same in the reverse for a woman. So let's talk a bit about what it means to have hormone therapy, because it does sound odd unless you know what's going on. That's why we have you, Tomo. So please remember, teaching others mental orderliness. We've so far gone with work, study, consistency. Would you please educate us on hormones and hormone therapy? So I will I will I will try to I will try to uncomplicated by comparing it real quick to a vehicle, a car, everything that every single one of us has been in. You can think of your food, your oxygen, uh, your water, everything you drink, eat, consume every day is your gasoline. Your oil, let's consider your hormones, your main hormones, okay? So you can ride, you can drive a car with bad, bad oil for a very, very long time. But what happens as that bad oil keeps cycling through that car? You start to break down. You start to have problems in the motor, sometimes irreversible problems in that motor. It's just like that in your body. Now, I want to bring everybody back to pre-medical science, pre-modern food supply, pre-modernity in general. Humans were really not meant to live probably really past 50, maybe 60, you know, in the big scheme of things. Now we're living into well into our 70s and 80s, sometimes much more than that. So if you look at it from a lifespan perspective, when does menopause and when does what we now call andropause usually happen in adults? Usually happens in the 40s and 50s, probably towards the end of our lifespan when everything kind of breaks down and we either get eaten by a predator or we die in a war or we die of famine or disease. A lot of those things have been eliminated in in modern day. So we're living much longer. So you got to think of your hormones as something that are going to be cascading down as you get older. It used to start at the age of 40, let's say, okay, for men and women. Age of 40, men's testosterone starts going down. Women, they start going through menopause, which is basically the collapse of all their hormones and fertility. So think of your 40-year-old male compared to your, or for your 40-year-old male or female, compared to your 20-year-old male or female. How many problems does that 40-year-old have compared to that 20-year-old? A lot. 
usually cholesterol issues, blood pressure issues, mental health starts to kind of have an issue. And of course, I'm speaking in generality. There are obviously 20 year olds that have mental health issues and other health issues. But from the main perspective, if I can put everybody listening back to 20 years old, how did your body react? when you? Uh, right now, we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people leaning in, their noses up against yes. the computer screen or their phone and saying, okay, I'm ready, Tomo, teach <laughs> me. Remember, teaching others mental orderliness. Yes, how do we, let's call it, reverse the aging process and bring so, back that genuine fountain of youth? So this is what anti-aging science really is. It's hormones. So at 20 years old, what did you feel like? You probably had a lot of energy. You probably had a great sex drive. You probably could eat that cheeseburger without gaining five pounds. Now you're looking at it from a perspective of a 40-something-year-old, right? Let's say on average. You look at a cheeseburger, you gain five pounds. Your, <laughs> your sex drive is way down. Your energy is way down. Maybe you have some mental health issue. Maybe you have some stress, some anxiety blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues, joint pain, now having osteoporosis, osteoarthritis. Why are all these things so prevalent in the older population and they're not so prevalent in the younger population? What actually changed besides just age? It was your hormones. It's the cascade of those sex hormones that keep going down and down and you start to break down. Look at Hollywood. Look at everybody in Hollywood. Why does Brad Pitt in his mid-50s still have the body of a 25-year-old? Why does he still have what I assume is the sex drive of a 25-year-old? Why does he have the energy of that 25-year-old? Why does he look the way that he looks? Besides his gray hair, you couldn't tell that guy was older than 25 anywhere. It's because these people have discovered, and Hollywood started it, that if you optimize your hormones, not necessarily have to replace, but optimize Get yourself back to a healthy, normal level on the upper part of that level. So if we're at 300 to 900, let's say, if you're at 300 or under, you're going to be hurting. If you're at that 700 to 900, you're going to be thriving. And we have seen evidence over and over again that it's reversing osteoporosis in men and women. It's reversing a lot of cardiovascular issues, including cholesterol issues, blood pressure issues, and it even helps with mental health because all the hormones actually stem from up here and it cascades down. Even a man's testes, which produce testosterone, are triggered up here from your hypothalamus pituitary axis. So your hypothalamus and your pituitary glands are up here in your head. So that cascades down and your brain works better when you have that motor oil in a car, those hormones. We see it with depression, anxiety, and we're working with a lot of veterans and law enforcement that are dealing with PTSD and depression that have a severe hormone decline. So we're actually reversing a lot of what is happening damage-wise in society and older populations. Wow, we're gonna change your oil. We're gonna get you clean. Your mental acuity is gonna be like a 20-year-old. We'll be right back on the other side of this brief message. Don't go away. There's more Tomo coming to you. Good day, everybody. Oh, something special for you, amazing. Sometimes a great notion comes into the world and changes, causes a shift that benefits everyone. Isn't that wonderful? Everyone benefits. This time it's called Einstein Cares. That's right, like Albert Einstein. EinsteinCares.com. 
E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N-C-A-R-E-S, EinsteinCares.com. Go there and sign up to be aware of when the site launches. Because guess what this site is all about? Its mission is to give $1 billion to charity without costing any giver a penny. Okay, I'm going to say it again. The mission is to give $1 billion to charity without costing any giver a penny. And it's based upon something everybody loves to do. Shop, have fun, give money at no cost. Go to EinsteinCares.com. That's EinsteinCares.com. And register now so that when the site launches, you will be amongst the first to know about it. So you can shop, earn money, and give money at no cost. What a wonderful world to even be thinking about these things. EinsteinCares.com. Do it today. You'll thank me. And you know you love thanking me. Best wishes. Bye now. Good day, beautiful, bouncing, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Maybe you're good-looking. She's always looking for and finding the good. Are you hearing about good, about reversing your aging, about living life to the full as a 20, 25-year-old again with your man or woman in full health? And it begins with your mind. Did you hear what Tom was telling us before we went to break? It begins with your mind. Now, of course, you've got to change your oil because you have that gooey gook in there. Well, it just clogs everything up. But if you can have that clean-looking motor oil in your body, which is your vehicle, and now you have your PMS working well. You know what PMS stands for, Tomo? What's that stand for? Physical, mental, spiritual love. Love. When you physically, mentally, spiritually, you are in harmony, guess what? you got the perfect vehicle. And now what happens in addition to everything else is that you are attractive. I want to f- emphasize this. It's called the law of attraction. Being attractive doesn't mean that you, a woman walks down the street and people go, wow, we look at that babe. Okay, that's not a bad thing either. But the same token, law of attraction means that you are literally attracting goodness in your life. And the same thing for the man. A true masculine being is attractive, meaning that all good things happen for you. Like you said before about signs from above. So you went through bumpy roads and things like that. But the signs from above were always saying, Tomo, stay true to yourself. And guess what will happen? You will blossom. So let's just spend the next few minutes, if we can, on this really powerful idea that you love talking about with your clinic, with your nutraceuticals, and it's really about masculinity and relationship dynamics. Yes, sir. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm very passionate about it. I uh, I grew up in a single family household. Mother raised me. I was raised by all women. I had no masculine figures in my life outside of movies, television, maybe some friends' fathers, things like that. So my father left when I was seven, eight years old. I still have a very good relationship with him. I'm actually going to see him in Croatia and Bosnia in about a week and a half. So, you know, from filming this. So, you know, for masculinity, for me, I didn't really know it, I think, until I learned it while I was in law enforcement. That's why I say I am so proud and happy to have gone through what I've gone through in law enforcement because I learned how to see true masculine figures in my life where I was never taught that. I was taught 
by all women and they did their best. But I, re I really believe that a child needs a masculine and a feminine. We need both to balance things out. I think the world works better when we're balanced out like that. You know, so with me, with masculinity, I look at it in a twofold perspective. How, how should a masculine man behave? And I, I look at two pillars as a protector and as a provider. And that's for all aspects. So protector is kind of simple. I, I believe that masculine men should protect, protect their livelihood, their businesses, their friends, their family, their loved ones, protect everything they hold dear. Now, provider, people confuse with money alone. I don't think it needs to be money alone. Providing should be providing love, providing affection, providing effective communication, providing education. So that masculinity, people automatically have a negative connotation about it. People think masculinity, they think of toxic masculinity, you know, which is the grunting, grunting, you know, big uh, meathead, you know, kind of person, whatever. Uh, for me, masculinity is extremely positive, and I think we need to bring it back to where a positive, uh, what the positive light is in masculinity. We need masculine men. Masculine men built society. Masculine men built the way that education works. You are a masculine man educating people on this podcast and spreading the good word and spreading these messages to help more people. That's masculinity, you know, because you are providing. You are truly providing. And I know you're a protector as well. So when I look at masculinity, it's it's very simple, um, but people overcomplicate it. People overcomplicate it with negativity. I'm so happy that we're having this conversation to be able to put this out there. And again, people all over the world are in a struggle right now with this this idea even of masculinity, this idea of, of marriage, of man and woman, mm -hmm. of providing for each other, protecting and building together. Just give us a two minute, if you could, on uh, your Aspire Rejuvenation Clinic and your nutraceuticals. Again, just a couple of minutes and then everything will be in the show notes. And just so people can know that there is opportunity to gain this, not just by listening, but by actually doing something. Yeah. So Aspire Rejuvenation Clinic and Aspire Rejuvenation Nutraceuticals is actually being rebranded. This is going to be the first time anybody hears about this rebranding because we partnered up with a very, very well-known uh, fitness and nutritionist coach. Uh, his name is Austin Joel Sims. He goes by AJ Sims. And we are rebranding our nutraceutical line to Performa Nutrition. Performa, obviously, with the, with the tone performance in it, and it's performing in all health and wellness needs. So what we're focusing on is we are looking at the inner health. On Aspire Rejuvenation Clinic and the supplement line, we are looking for the inner health. So we are checking people's labs. We are giving them full hour-long consultations. These are You have an actual full hour with a medical practitioner. Will they go over line by line everything going on in your health and blood? So you see what your blood is doing, you see what your organs are doing, you see what every hormone is doing, and it's going to be more than likely the most comprehensive blood panel that most of you have ever had in your life, because most of mainstream medicine does not look at these things, and we don't want to only give you Band-Aids. I call the medical industry a Band-Aid factory. Mm -hmm. They look at your symptoms, and they give a Band-Aid, and if that gives you symptoms, they give you more Band-Aids. 
And the next thing you know, you got a whole bag full of Band-Aids that you have to take every single day. We want to find the underlying issue. I would much rather have a patient come in and say, I'm on these 20 medications and me be able to put them on one thing. Even if I don't even make any money on them, even if I make $20 off them, for me to be able to get them off of that hamster wheel and to bring them into a place where, oh my goodness, I just solved my medical health issue with one drug. The reason why this isn't being pushed more is because it's money. The mainstream medicine industry is a money maker. This is a money machine. So when you take somebody off that hamster wheel, I just cost big pharma potentially millions of dollars throughout this person's life of them taking medicine. So that's what we really are looking for. We're looking to bring people back to a more holistic approach to solve underlying problems, whether that's through hormone therapy, general health and medicine, wellness advice, or nutrition and supplementation. It's about really bringing it back to the core, you know, just like your mentality, just like the way that you think mentally, your physical body understands how to perform optimally. You just have to give it the tools. You have to give it what it needs. You have to change the oil, just like your car. This is so uplifting. Wonderful, Tomo. I am sorry to mention to you, but we're coming close to the close of our particular time. By the way, you, you can do talk have, for hours, Barry. We could talk for hours, I'm sure. And we will. Well, that's. I'm going to give you three quick questions. You ready? Please. First question: Will you come back again? Absolutely. Okay. Number two: You only have 80 seconds to answer this question, Tomo. What is your most fervent desire? 80 seconds. I would like to be remembered in a positive light. And I would like my family to be remembered in a positive light for the goodness that I could provide to the world. I call that the big L word. Legacy. Legacy. Tinged with vitamin L, love. And now the third question may give you a hug in front of 468,927 people around the world. Let me tell you what HUG stands for. Ready? HUG stands for heartfelt, unlimited giving. On the count of three. One, two, three. Love it. <laughs> and you are listening to the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore, and our amazing guest, wonderful Tomo. Remember, Tomo, what does he do? He teaches others mental orderliness. And we're learning that because on this show, you know the joy of living, that you work with the three fundamentals of life, which are number one, your life has purpose. Number two, you lead a purpose-driven life, you go mad, you make a difference in the world. Number three is you unpack the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. And the result is you'll be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? So what a great word, www, what a wonderful world. Smile, see miracles in life every day. Or as my eight-year-old niece says, see miracles in everyday life. And therefore you can create the kind of world you want to live in, as Tomo has been teaching us, create the world you want to live in, which means causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. How do you do that? You shift your perspective. You got to keep the F in place where the other stuff happens. And then you can internalize, utilize the six most powerful words that you'll ever use in your life, which are, Choice, as he taught us, choice. 
not chance determines your destiny. How you choose to respond in any given situation, moving from law enforcement into entrepreneurship and in the right entrepreneurial environment, not one that is tinged with all kinds of difficulties or maybe even incorrect situations. You want to live in integrity and to use, of course, four-letter words because you use four-letter words, you make the world a better place. The four-letter words that we use because we live in the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant are love, life, hope, free, grow, gift, swim, and tell the world to F you, capital N, capital S. After the show, you see your family, friends, and people say, what did you do today? He said, F you. And you add capital N, capital N. I said, what is that all about? Said, it's a great way to open up and share with them what we learned today with Tomo and changing the oil in your vehicle. Get clean. Be youth again. Be you again. The beginning of youth is Y-O-U. You. So learn how to be the best you possible. You do that, you make the world a better place, you build more bridges of harmony, create more joy, happiness, peace, and love. And use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day from now and the rest of your life. You help you, yourself, your friends, your family, and all living beings. And these two words are thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks stands for to harmonize or nurture kindness. Everyone, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Therefore, be kind always. Keep inspiring noble deeds like wonderful Tomo and your humble hosts. We're here to serve for you. And a blessing from Tomo and Barry is go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go forth. Go get mad. Make a difference in life. Wonderful Tomo, don't go away. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at BarryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too. See you on the next episode. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.